You are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. Before we begin, the NBDA would like to offer a sincere note of thanks to associate member Bike Flights for their continued support of the NBDA and retailers at large. BikeFlights.com is a bicycle shipping service and a supplier of bicycle shipping boxes offering low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery. Since 2009, BikeFlights has made it easy for more than a million people, including individuals, bike shops, events, and cycling industry businesses, to ship bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence. They've been working to get more people on bikes, plus have been advocating for safer roads and more and better trails to ride, race, and explore. BikeFlights is a company that's committed to sustainability. Learn more at bikeflights.com. Welcome to another episode of Bicycle Retail Radio, produced by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. This is MBDA President Heather Mason. I'm joined today by MBDA Development Director Rochelle Scouten, and we are here for NOSH Episode 2. The NASH is a little bit different. This is our second one, but basically what we wanted to do is provide a space for Rochelle and I to catch up and give you some bicycle industry food for the soul, if you will. We want to hit you just right, give you all those positive vibes that retailers are coming at us with, connecting with each other in our peer-to-peer moments. And we want you to listen in and feel confident, inspired, and thankful the industry, the bicycle industry, it's a wonderful industry that we get to live and work in and play in. And we just want to connect monthly to share with you what we're hearing and catch up on life, work, relationships, and just that latest industry news. So we're going to share this month some of our past month's virtual member events, some highlights, some collective retailer advice, some great takeaways And we're going to be joined by Shane McCammy, Director of Training and Business Development at Boyron USA. They are makers of some of my favorite recovery products for running and riding. And so we're excited to have him join us later. Let's get Rochelle in. Rochelle, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am doing awesome. I'm excited to do notch number two. I know. The first one was fun. I think this is going to be like something I look forward to each month. It's a good time. It's almost like a timeout. Like we're taking a timeout right now. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like just a daily like Zoom where we just talk about what's going on. It's great. I'm excited to have Shane join us. The Arnica tabs. I've been using the Arnica gel and tabs that they make. And it has definitely been a lifesaver to me on like back-to-back long run days. So yeah, I've been running you know, on the treadmill and I've been using the gel. It works really well. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a little roll on gel thing. So I'm like rolling it on my Achilles tendon, like morning and night, but it works. And my brother's like, what are you doing? Is that deodorant? I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I smell? (laughs) Do your heels smell? But no, so listeners, it's really awesome to think about some of the new products coming down the pipeline. I feel like Rochelle and I are continuously having new brands reach out to us. And this one really struck us as something that we wanted retailers to know about, because as we talk about the rider journey, the cyclist journey, making sure the cyclists can get back on their bike every day. I think that's really important. So excited about these products to talk about them and 
you know, why it might make sense as a retailer to carry some of them in your store. So he'll be joining us in a little bit. You've got him queued up, right? Rochelle, he is coming, right? I thought that was your job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Between the two of us, we figure it out. We'll figure it out. So how's California? The heat wave has been insane, right? Oh my gosh. I've had to run the air conditioning like all this week. It's been crazy. It's been like 86. Yeah. 86. That's not that hot though. I mean, you see some of these like in the Arizona and stuff are pushing hundreds. Did you see that? Okay. But we live in California. Okay. 60 is cold and 80 is hot. We like that nice middle ground. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm on a Zoom (laughs) call. Actually, I was on a Zoom call today and the gentleman shared his screen. Like, warning, when you share your screen, people can see everything that you have Uh on your screen. (laughs) But I could see, like, his weather and it was, like, Uh 101 degrees wherever he was. was Oh, "Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Um, okay. That's, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Dude, my kids are out of school. Like, done. Dunzo. Yesterday was their last day. They're on summer break. That's so exciting. I know. I picked him up yesterday. I'm like, all right, you did it. Congratulations. You have arrived. Summer's here. And they're like, oh my God, mom, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I think I had a little too much energy for them. (laughs) It's fun. Um, No, it's good. It's good. You'll have them in the house now. You get to play and go out and do things. Can they go on bike rides and hikes with you? They can. Right now they're locked in a room though, because we're recording the podcast. No, no, they could go to it. will be fun. They'll be out with me for sure. I'm like, let's go for a hike. It's met with the same enthusiasm. It's like, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what are you up to? What's going on? How's your running going? It's going great still, even though it's getting warmer. I run in the mornings, so it's nice and cool out. And I did Speaking of current events, I did have to fill up my car with gas yesterday. Uh, $86. And you don't have a huge tank on your car, do you? I have a mid-sized sedan. (laughs) (laughs) To fill it up cost me $86. It was insane. It is a real thing. I have the Sprinter, right? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I have to I have to tell you, like I'm not just camping 20 miles from home anymore. <laughs> I have actually gone. I've been using it a ton and it's like the world's best thing. I absolutely love it. That's but it awesome. is expensive. The gas is expensive. Yeah. yeah. Luckily I didn't go diesel. I mean diesel right now is crazy. But I noticed it's pumping down. I noticed it ticked down like five cents. So well, that's good. Ours just keeps going up. Yesterday I filled up at six nineteen a gallon. Mm, that's so expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It made me think the gas station wasn't full at all. It was like right at five thirty, right at right when people are going home. Usually gas stations are crazy busy, but it wasn't at all. And I was like, you know, hopefully because people are commuting by bike or public transport or whatever else. But I've noticed not as many people at the pump. Yeah, our P2 groups met this past month. And that was kind of, you know, a topic of conversation was the commuters, e-bike sales. And we're continuing to see like overall more people purchasing e-bikes. I can't say it's for commuting purposes, but yeah, possibly, you know. I mean, personally, I do have 
friends of mine reaching out and saying, Hey, I know you work in the bike industry. What's a good e-bike? I want to start commuting that way. So that way I've seen an uptick in interest. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess that, that like falls in. I don't know if you saw, let's jump into that. So people for bikes, they do awesome work ranking the cities across the U.S. Best cities for biking. Well, everyone gets a ranking, I guess. So it's six city rankings edition just came out and Mm -hmm. Provincetown, Massachusetts, like took the lead, like as far as overall best city. Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. They actually have a bike path that goes. So Provincetown is like at that tip of the Cape and you can ride this bike path almost all the way, like it's almost a distinct path all the way. The last little bit is not on a path that's on the road, but it is a designated path. And we took the kids when they were like tiny. Addison did the whole thing. It was like 50 miles one way or something, but it's a very safe place to ride. So I can see, I don't know what criteria they use. They do that with another major bike brand, right? Like who helps them put that on? Do you know? Did you read that article? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a trek. Track is their brand partner helping them out with that. That's pretty cool. That is good, right? I think what that does is, so for listeners, I believe there's a link to this article in Brain, right? Retailer Industry News. We can put it in the show notes too. But what it really does is I think it gives, like I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, how can this affect our retailers? Or how can we use this data and what can we bring to our retailers? And I'm thinking... We've had so many retailers say that they've worked with their local, you know, their local chamber, their local advocacy groups, their local officials to go to them and say, hey, we should put a bike lane in here. Or, hey, you know, we should have bike parking here. And most of the time, what we hear is, I think it was uh, Biloxi said, their city didn't even know. Like, they didn't even know that they should have it. But once they brought it to them, they're like, oh, if this will improve tourism, if this will make our city better we can do this. And then it was like, what do we need to do? And then the bike shop came like the lead. But do you remember that, Rochelle? I do. Yeah. It was a great conversation we had in a P2 meeting where the retailer from Biloxi came in and said, hey, we brought this to the attention of our city. What suggestions do you guys have for things that we can tell them? Because they're coming to us as the expert. And it sounded like it was going to immediately make results. It was great. Yeah. So I would, if you're listening, check out that list because, you know, if like, I think Brooklyn, New York made a big increase and Philadelphia, San Francisco, if you're in one of those places that did make a big increase, I think that's like shareable news for your social feeds, right? Get your customers jazzed up about it, right? Definitely. Definitely. And then you could use that to market the best places to ride in your city and where to get a fix for a flat if you need it, all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. So yeah, I just thought we would share that. I think they're doing an analysis on Canada too. That's going to come out soon. I saw they were doing Europe as well. It's going to come out later this year. Yeah, I think all of this, as we talk about ways that we can keep cyclists engaged, continue to grow the sport of cycling, I think this is really interesting news to to your customers, to your riders. So I would say share it. Even if your city wasn't highly ranked, you know, first figure out where you were ranked because I think it was like 1,058 American communities or something. Yeah. And it might just be cool to say, okay, well, how can we improve this? What can we do? And you never know who you're going to like 
you know, I don't know, inspire some passion in, right? Yeah, they even made suggestions in the article, which I thought was really good. They said ways to increase your rating, focus on youth engagement, connect bike networks and build trails for all skill levels, not just avid riders. They listed a bunch of other things, but those were some that jumped out at me. Like you think of certain ways to increase biking and, you know, commuting is one way and mountain bike trails are one way, but you know, you have to do the overall community rather than just focusing on one segment to really make it a bikeable community. And that's what kind of the takeaway I got. Yeah. So if like you have, I'm just thinking of my own local networks, like there's like four mountain bike areas pretty close by, and then there's a rail trail and whatnot, and they're all there. But if if there was like this, like awesome map that said, want to bike in the capital district, here's your options. then that would be a really cool thing for tourism or for just your local community. I get that. Did I ever tell you? I got to tell you something. So I was at ultra race, or you know that I used to ride mountain bikes, like crazy distances. And so yeah. I wanted a place to train. So I just went to this local like woods and started putting in trails. And I mean, I did go to the city. Well, I mean, they didn't necessarily go in the correct order, but it was official and it worked out fine. But because I put in this like five mile trail loop, other people in the community started helping and the trails got better over time. We held races there. Well, next thing you know, like this trail system that was never used now is like on trail forks every time you go by there's like 20 cars in the parking lot and it's like the official place to mountain bike but it all started because i was like i need some trails to ride my bike so you just gotta start that's what i'm saying and then now it's like the hub of the community for mountain biking in schenectady new york so i know super cool there anymore because there's no elevation but i used to ride there (laughs) look at you literal trailblazer Trailblazer. trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. So check that out, listeners. It's People for Bikes. Great work by them and Trek Bicycle. Great support. And, you know, something we can use as a benchmark. Those are six ones. So see where your city is on there and make moves, right? As we say, make moves. Yeah. All right. Let's go into some of our networking events from this past month. I guess I'll talk about the mobile meetup, if that's okay. You weren't in there yet because it's before your time. It's Easter. Yeah. So the mobile meetup is awesome. So if you're listening, we have membership to the MBDA for mobile bicycle retailers. And we have several mobile retailers, really awesome, amazing group. And we have a virtual event once a month where we come together and we just talk about what's going on. And the topic for this month's conversation was how are you finding additional revenue? Like what cool things are you doing outside of being a busy, but the thing was, we are so busy right now. So the conversation was like, we're just trying to be strategic on our scheduling. So we're not driving all around. Mm-hmm. Some vans are parking in certain spots on a certain basis. So people can expect them to be there. And then other things that they're doing is just having the parts that they might need on hand and doing fits if they can, when they're doing the services, but it's a really great group. Even if you have a physical establishment and you're thinking about getting a mobile truck or just curious to see what those retailers are talking about, you know, what they're anticipating or as far as the next season will bring, jump in on those calls. They're once a month and you can find them on the MBDA website. Really fun. What else? Monday Mingle? Should we talk about the Monday Mingle? Yeah. I love the Monday Mingle. 
it's a great great hour every couple weeks I think it's every two weeks now it's just a great time lots of people like more people have you noticed that I have and it's trickling over into the forum now. I'm noticing the conversations mm-hmm. that popping into the forum. So this Monday mingle that we just came off of, we were talking about things we give away. Like someone buys a bike. So maybe do we give a year free service? Do we give three months, six months free service, uh, free checkup? Why do we do that? Right. What do you think about that? That was a good conversation. Yeah, it's always a valid conversation to ask a value add to encourage bike sales works. We know that, but how much are you really giving away when you discount or give away your labor for free? Is that the best thing to kind of discount? It's an interesting conversation. It was a split bag. Yeah. So the conversations were, okay, we are giving away a free checkup or we are giving away a year free service because we want the customers to come back to us or because we want those bikes to work because we know they're going to need a checkup within 30 days or 60 days. And then the other side of the conversation was, why give that away? We shouldn't give that away. They don't give that away in the automotive land, which I wish they did. Like if anyone is listening (laughs) now, but they don't. So it was really a mixed conversation. I think it really depends on the retailer, but we also had a person on the call who used to give away service and then stopped. What did she say? It didn't hurt. It actually helped. She was saying It actually helped because it freed up their repair shop because their repair shop is normally so busy that they were turning away repairs that would make them a good source of income to be able to free tune these bikes that, you know, so there's so many things at play and I can't say that Rochelle and I are leading one way or the other, you know, I think always do what's best for your business. I don't know. Always. Yeah. But just sitting in and listening to the conversation is really good because it gets you thinking about, okay, well, if we're doing this and we're giving away service, how are we communicating that to the customer? And I think the biggest takeaway is there's some kind of research done. It takes more to get a new customer in your door than to keep the current customer you already have. So if someone comes into your store and they buy a bike, right? And thank you for your purchase. Have a nice day. No, it changes the conversation. The conversation is how can we get them to come back in before they leave? How are we reassuring that they're coming back to us? And that's really Mm -hmm. the bigger question. How do we do that? I think that was like the challenge that I walked away with is whatever they buy, it might even be just a tube, you know, instead of saying, thank you, what are we saying to get them to come back to us again? And some people do loyalty. I think actually that kind of came up a little bit, loyalty programs, but no real indicators, pro or cons there. But it was a great conversation, right? Yeah. I'm just involved. I'm just going on over here. No, it's great. It's great. We do have other networking meetings that we had over the week that I think had good takeaways also, if we want to. Oh, if we want (laughs) want to get off the Monday mingle. Yeah, okay. Let's see. So our rep, our sales rep group, that was a good one this past month. The topic there was how reps can add value. 
and it's showing up, you know, helping out at the shop, even if it's just helping out like as an employee to just take a little bit of that weight off the shop staff, just being there is a big thing. So yeah, it was a great networking month. It's full on over here. Like the conversations are really insightful and we're getting deep. We're getting, it's not just like, what do you do? It's like, okay, well then why are we doing this? And how can we improve that and educate our staff even more? So if you haven't been to one of our events, check it out. Big Year Show? Should we talk about the Big Year Show? Sure. So Big Year Show is coming up in like less than a month and a half, something like that. Crazy. I know. It's so fast. And it looks like we're going to have lots of friends out there joining us. Yes, we will. Accommodations are filling up. That deadline is coming up real quick. And People for Bikes is helping us organize a bike demo for the two days there. So each day we'll have bike demos. Oh my gosh. The Bicycle Retailer Excellence Awards presentation will be there. So that's going to be fun. Yes, it will. I'm really looking forward to it. Last year, I did not make enough time. We were just so busy. And so this year, I'm really looking forward to, we should make a spot where we can actually sit or stand with retailers and just take a time out, take a deep breath and catch up a little bit. So I'm really looking forward to that. Definitely. Definitely. That's my favorite part. Yeah. And I guess we should let our listeners know about QBP. Quality Bicycle Components has been so awesome in helping us with letting more retailers know about the resources that the National Bicycle Dealer Association has. So if you are a listener and you work with Quality Bicycle Components, head over to their, what is it? It's just like their dealer portal. Dealer Mm -hmm. portal. (laughs) Sorry. And they're giving a discount on MBDA membership. So you can save a little bit on your membership. So I think that's through just, let's say the end of July. I think the actual date is August 3rd. But yeah, if you're a QBP member Mm -hmm. who's not already a member of the MBDA, take advantage of that and join us and come to one of our networking events. We'd love to see you. Upcoming. Yeah. Right. Like that's so cool. QBP is awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. They've been a great partner. And we're working out building a new page on our website with full promotion we're going to do with them to be announced soon. So that'll be coming soon. We'll keep you updated. More information to follow. (laughs) And talk about other partnerships, the Bike Cooperative and Smart Etailing. How awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. We're kind of upping our partnerships we're trying to at least so we're working with people for bikes at the big gear show to offer these e-bike demo runs around the lake there we're partnering with qbp for this membership promotion and then also we're partnering with the bike cooperative and smart e-tailing to offer direct mail promotion at a big discount with custom design smart e-tailing is offer offering a graphic that will go along with that design for a web page. It's a really cool offer, I think. It's super. And we already have a couple of retailers take part in it. So mm-hmm. just more things we can do. We're never like, you know, talk about the email I sent out a couple of weeks ago about finding your passion and living with purpose and a purposeful life. Like, I don't know, Rochelle, I think you and I have got it dialed here because we're like, it's like full steam ahead all the time. And it's fun to work with people who have that same passion too. You know, that's when things get done. So 
Some cool podcast coming out. We have AE service course owner, Matt LaPrade. Jerry Lawson, Frog Bikes, joins us on the podcast. Just actually putting together George Lee to come back on for episode number two. I know everyone's going to be excited about that. So, I mean, the partnership with My Healthily, our new health insurance carrier, like it is full on here. So, it's lots, on. <laughs> lots happening. But I guess it's time. I think Shane's waiting on us, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, we're making him wait a couple minutes. That's okay. We got it. Let's go. All right. So let's shift gears here. We'll bring Shane from Boyron. Boyron has been making products for 90 years with the purest medicines made from the earth's best resources. We're talking about plant powered options to help you feel and perform your best daily. As I was saying, I use their Arnica cream before and after my long runs and rides. And I'm telling you, it actually makes a difference. And I am for the most part plant powered and yeah, it's just changed my world. So we want to bring in him to talk about retailers diversifying their offerings in the store and why it might make sense to embrace products that keep your customers on the bike. Right, Rochelle? Yes. Awesome. All right. So right after this message. Hope you're enjoying our Bicycle Retail Radio broadcast. Be sure to go to nbda.com to check out our membership benefits. Shred the trails, not your muscles, with Arnicare Gel made by Boyron, world leader in homeopathic medicines. Unlike most over-the-counter pain relievers and rubs, Arnicare Gel not only relieves muscle pain and stiffness, but it also relieves swelling from injuries and discoloration from bruises. It's an essential in any first aid road kit, whether you're a pro or just a weekend warrior who loves hitting the trails. Cyclists appreciate that Arnicare is unscented, non-greasy, and absorbs right away. It's convenient and easy to use on neck, back, shoulder, and leg muscle pain, stiffness and swelling from injuries, and bruises. The active ingredient in Arnicare is Arnica Montana, a mountain daisy used worldwide for more than 200 years. No need to tough out the pain after your next ride, especially when there's Arnicare. Discover why pro cyclists and others depend on this plant-powered gel for muscle soreness and post-workout recovery. For more information on how to stock the gel and other Arnicare products, call 1-800-BOYRON1. That's 1-800-BOIRON1. All right, Rochelle, let's welcome our guest today. I, I've said it already, but I'm so excited about this one. Yeah, let's jump in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Joining us is Shane McCamey, Director of Training and Business Development at Boron USA, world leader in homeopathic medicines. I had no idea when we first met them that for 90 years, Boron has been dedicating themselves to making pure medicines for families, for athletes, for just generals using plant-powered Earth's best resources. And that to me speaks volumes because, you know, I'm like a health nut and I try to eat super healthy and do my vitamin shake every day. So it's really cool to know now that I have options instead of reaching for the, you know, the bottle of the pills that I've been reaching for, you know, all these years to use something that's good for me too. Yeah. Yeah. And you keep telling me about how it works great and you keep using it. So I'm excited to talk about how retailers are expanding into offering more holistic things in their store and how we've been talking with Shane to kind of mesh these things. And Shane is great. And our meetings have brought a ton of depth and outside the industry way of thinking. It's the next best thing that our listeners aren't 
like aware of yet. That's how I always like, you don't know about the next best thing until you hear about it. All right. So let's get them in here and say hello. Welcome. Thanks for coming on the show, Shane. Thank you both very much. And before I go anything talking about myself, I do want to say thank you to you both. The NBDA under your leadership, we've been watching you here in our first six months with NBDA, and it's a really dynamic, energetic, and a really sharp focus. You guys produce stuff of significant value. So thank you on our behalf as we come to learn more about independent bike dealers and cycling in this country. I guess now I should say, who am I? I am here because I have worked in the natural products and homeopathic medicine field for 35 years. Boron, as you mentioned, Rochelle, is celebrating our 90th anniversary this year. We are a French laboratory originally founded by twin brothers in France. Our laboratories are in Lyon, France, down toward the south. And we're now in 60 countries around the world. We're the recognized leader not just in manufacturing and purity and reliability, but also in education and research, which will come into play here shortly for retailers. But myself, I got first introduced to boron because I was an integrative pharmacy, which is a good word right now, integration, because this is sort of what you were touching on about what else does the bike dealer really want to do to build a reputation and expand what they're already doing well. And so for me back in pharmacy, of course, our pharmacy had prescription items behind the counter and Christmas cards and some candies and so on. But we quickly realized that to separate ourselves from everybody else, we took a motto that was, if it was medicine and it was health products and it was on planet Earth, we had it or we would try to find it. And that really was the beginning of an adventure that was one of the better, really fun periods of my life. Because we just took the idea that if we could improve a little bit, 1% in each and every category, we could end up with extraordinary results in the end. And that really is a trademark policy I found for business as a whole. After a number of years in Los Angeles, I studied intensively homeopathic medicine and was offered a job with Boron. And here I have been very happily working for, this will be my 29th year now, living outside of Portland, Oregon now though, where it is lovely today. You talked about Arnica, I think a little bit earlier, Heather, and the idea that natural products, health and wellness products have something to offer. And we should be modest about this. If you are an owner and you're running a bicycle shop, e-bikes are huge. Yeah. Natural products are here to supplement, to add a little something special. And we know that. So with that understanding, we have Arnica, which is a product that is made from a mountain daisy, like mountain bikers, but it's made from a mountain daisy. And it has been around, it may be new, as you pointed out to some in the cycling community, IBD here in the United States, but it has been around for well over a hundred years and used by athletes around the world. It is safe for all ages. There are very few restrictions. It's a topical, first of all, it comes in a gel and a cream form but typically used for sore muscles, long rides, post-ride, if you have stiffness or swelling from any kinds of injuries. And it's also really works for bruising as well. I don't want to interrupt you, but I had never heard of Arnica. And when I researched it and the mountain daisy, and then just, I mean, I am someone who historically has been trying to put in lots of miles and really become, you know, just an endurance athlete. And the cream works. I don't know what it is, but I am running back to back 10 milers with 
I get a little bit of a, a sore and I rub that on and it's just amazing. So I'm blue And you fall into that category of a real athlete who's not trying to get to the Olympics, but you're on your bike every day. Cycling is a lifestyle for you. And these are the people that I think we've seen have found a home for Arnica in their lives because it's part of the ride, recover and repeat anthem that we created at Moron, which is really just to help people get back to doing more of what they love already. And it does work safely, like you said, to help with muscle pain. And it's not just for cyclists. We have athletes. I live here in Portland, the Portland Timbers use uh, several of our products, Arnica being one of them. Los Angeles Dodgers, we have a yearly thing that we do with them and they're big fans. So it's not a secret, like you said, and then just as soon as you find out about it, it's very convincing the results that you get even from initial uses. The other product that we have that is sort of a sister medicine to Arnica made from a mountain daisy is another plant-based medicine called Calendula, which is made from the marigold flower. And it really has a good fit in the cycling world because it is for chafing mm. as well as scrapes and cuts. So everybody, sooner or later, takes a tumble and everybody rides too long and chafes. And Calendula is uh, well known for addressing that very safely, as you said, and very surely. I love that it's plant-based because this is something that I know many of my friends who are athletes are so, it's so important to them as they're looking for products. It just makes sense. And we're talking about all these new people who have entered our sport and shopping local. It all fits together. So I'm really excited. Like Shane, I know you have an extensive background as a former retailer manager, you know, just your thoughts on bicycle retailers opening up their space to welcome in products like this. I mean, you see the huge potential. I know you do, right? I do. And again, it's a very real potential that is special in its nature. I do want to remain somewhat humble about this because we are not providing a new kind of e-bike from France. But this is what separates people. This is what separates you from the competition. This is what makes your shoppers, your customers, your riders remember you is the steps you take beyond being a salesperson and a shop owner to actually being a consultant to a lifestyle, because this is really what cycling reveals itself to us. Uh, We've done our research here. And if you just go on the web and you cycle cycling and happiness, you'll find a dozen articles. This is what people like to do. So anything that you can do to help them very naturally, safely, and surely get back on their bikes, has a focus. And this is where a little bit of education, a little bit of new thinking, and a bike store can have a 1% incremental improvement that over time turns out to be something really quite significant. And we're here to help on all those fronts as well. Besides the medicines that we have, the products that we have available, we have uh, support for you in a variety of form. Anybody who's in a bike shop and is taking a bit of a chance here to get started. But I think you'll be surprised at the recognition of the look on people's faces in your shop when they see it, because this is what we saw at Sea Otter and at Bentonville Bike Festival recently. People came up to us and said, I've never seen you guys. About time you were here. I've been using your stuff for 10, 20 years. And they will say the usual, that they use it pre-ride, post-ride, if they fall. There's a lot of people that use it pre and post surgery too, because there's a great number of orthopedic surgeons and others who use it now as well. 
So we have a big home and I think we have another home in the independent bike dealer, assuming it fits in their overall strategy and their own, what I'm calling their recovery and performance set. Anything that expands you into being a destination location and something special to offer because everybody's looking for something new, but it still has to be doable. I didn't tell you my brother is an Enduro racer and he was at a race and he fell and he came to my house after he's like, I think I broke a rib and he was like, you know, hobbling. And I was like, here, try these. And I gave him some of the tabs and he took the whole pack on me. (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah. He he felt like they offered relief. Yeah. Enduro racers. You don't even think about it. Right. But another spot, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. No. And actually one of our ambassadors, Annika Bearden was a world-class Enduro racer for years. And she came to us. So she's been working with us now about two and a half years, but she came to us when she saw me at Interbike several years ago. And she said, I can't believe it. I've never seen you guys here. She says, I've been using this since I was a little girl in Europe. On that front, we also are working with Erin Huck. If you know her, she was a 2021 cross country women's champion in June. And then in July, she was at the Olympics on the women's cross country team. But she, again, is just an organic user, somebody who came and saw us and said, I would love to be able to work with you guys if I could have been using your stuff effectively for a long time. I love the idea of bike shops. You know, we want to bring people back in. We want to keep people cycling. We want them to come into the store for getting the initial bike. We want them to come back for service. But then what else do we offer? The nutrition. They come in before they ride their bike to get their nutrition. And then they can come in and get their recovery items too. I think that's a great kind of like addition to the cycle of customers coming in. One of the things I think people might be asking themselves is like, how safe is it? I know it's plant-powered natural. How safe is it? And how often can people use it? The good news on this front is, is that homeopathic medicines in the United States are registered with the FDA as OTC or over-the-counter products and drugs. So every product has indications for use. Every product has directions for use. It has warnings if there are any. As far as Arnica and Calendula are concerned, there is very, very small risk of anything happening. Only if someone was highly allergic to a mountain daisy, they might get a rash. The only warning is really don't put Arnica in an open wound and whereas calendula is made for that instead. So it's the lack of stories about it is significant, but it's very important, like you point out, Rochelle, that somebody who's new to this have these facts in front of them, and they would get a lot of support from us on the educational front too. That's so important. Great question, Rochelle. I'm, I'm like applying morning, noon, and night, so I might have to read, <laughs> read the instruction. Yeah, and you said something, Heather, that made me realize I skipped a point, which is, Arnica, in the pantheon of homeopathic medicines, and there's well over a thousand, Arnica is probably the most recognized, but is perhaps the only medicine that is typically taken both internally. As you said, your brother took your tablets and he put the tablets under his tongue and he took the whole box. (laughs) And that's more for systemic applications. So if you go for a really long ride and every part of you hurts from ears to ankles, you may want to take the pellets or the tablets internally but then rub the topical, the gel or the cream, into the part that hurt the most. If it's your hands that day or your neck is just aching, then that is where you put the topicals as well. It's worth noting, and I skip right past it, you can take it both internally as well as topically. 
We were talking earlier, and I don't know, it was like a month or so ago, and we were talking about retailers bringing in recovery and performance products. And you mentioned the Great Britain cycling team, but I don't remember to what extent. Can you refresh me on that? Yeah, I tie that into something that the Japanese also have a policy, a protocol called Kaizen. And the British cycling team, it reflects the 1% improvement, the theory of marginal gains, which is what I said in our pharmacy. We decided that in every area, we were going to try to improve by 1% or one small way. But the overall effect when you take that approach is that you see significant and sometimes extraordinary cumulative benefits from taking that approach for two reasons. One, it tends to be much easier for the human being to say, I'm just going to improve this part of my life by 1%. Mm-hmm. So for a bicyclist, you just go, I'm going to find a better pair of socks. These are good, but they're not great. So I'm going to find a slightly better pair of socks. And this is what Dave Brailsford did with the British cycling mm-hmm. team. They went through their whole routine and they picked it apart and they improved it in the tiniest ways. And he took them on to becoming a world power and uh, Olympic gold and stayed up there at top for some time. But it's a great policy for your life. It is certainly good in business. And so when it comes to the an independent bike dealer, I would say a bike shop owner could just do the same thing and go across the board and say, do one little thing over here. I'm going to make this small improvement in this set, and that'll be my 1% here. And overall, at the end of a year, not only is there this influx of creative energy, there are financial rewards to it all as well. I love the way your brain thinks. I feel like too often, like it's like your goal, instead of running one mile, it's like, I need to run five miles every day. And then the goal is too big. So you let yourself down. You can't do that. But if you said one mile a day, it's easier. So 1% is better because then you're not setting yourself up for failure. It's achievable, right? So. Yep. It has to be doable or else you just spin wheels and you don't actually get out there on the road and actually move forward through the breeze and everything. Now it really is true. And the fact that it has proven itself, it's there. We're just learning about it. That's all rather like Arnica in some ways, you know, there's lots of good stuff out there. We just haven't come across it yet. Yeah. Kind of shifting hmm? gears for a second. Can you talk more to retailers who don't have any homeopathic recovery items in their offering already, what it might look like for them to add Arnica products? Yes. And I'll take a little bit of a chance here because as I said, Boron is new to the cycling retail world here, just about six months now. But in our research and discovery, what we've seen is, is that there are bike dealers that already have a very well designated and supplied recovery and performance center. I'm not sure that everybody calls it that, but let's just say recovery and performance center. Some don't have hardly anything. Perhaps they have one chafing cream of some kind or a single CBD product. But most everybody seems to have some kind of a bar, cliff bars, nutrition bars. You know, hydration and food is absolutely essential to cycling. So the first question for any owner is to ask themselves, do I want to do this at all? Because if the answer is no, that's fine. This isn't going to be for everyone. We certainly don't expect it. And I would be surprised otherwise. 
But if this is something where you see it incorporates wellness, health, incremental business, some sort of creative energy to your shop, then the easiest way to do it is to start with something like an Arnica product where you'd have the safety and efficacy factors locked in. And also we have a sufficient visibility now. We're not bringing to you a product that no one in the world has ever heard of before. I think, like I said before, you're going to shop owners are going to be surprised at how recognizable it really is. This is my approach always. Start small, be sure, and then build. Be ready to build because you can start with just a few products and a few from somebody else and build out a small shelf. Go to your distributor. You can and take a look through the catalog and say, all right, I'm going to start and it's going to be a modest effort, but it'll be solid. And then choose those products that you either already know, you already heard of, or somebody else that you work with can testify to. But a step at a time. I don't think that there's any distributor, even though, honestly, we are sort of looking at this and working on it. I don't see any distributors yet who have a built-out solid package to offer independent bike dealers. This is an idea that came to us just about a month ago. It's a work in progress. I'll leave it at that. But if I was running a bicycle dealer, I would package this up and say, you know, here's four linear feet, eight, 12, build your set, but be of service and successful follow. I could see a recovery area with like CBD products, KT tape, it's your chamois cream, your Arnicare products. You could put your rollers in there. You could really have a nice section designed around this. And I agree with you. And I'll steal one of your phrases when NBDA was advocating the program to buy where you ride. This is a sure way to have people say, you know, well, I'm going to get my CBD. I'm going to get some more of this and I'll pick up the bars for tomorrow's long ride. And I'm going to the bike shop anyway. And once it becomes something of a habit, once they know that there is a relatively full selection, they'll lock in. Yeah, I think you really have to get behind it, though. But I think this is definitely, we keep talking about engaging these new cyclists and keeping them into our sport and keeping them into the local retailer. Like, this is a whole section you could set up that would be really specific to your store and really have you stand out from the crowd. So so people would have to come direct to you now, Shane, correct? If retailers did want to get the products to bring them into their store. Yes. And actually, we just last week set a summer 2022 promotion special for bike dealers. We're going to be offering a 50% off an opening order. Oh, wow. Then there's a variety of support materials that come with that. But yeah, this is going to be our summer special, 50% off to get started. We're not in distributors right now. So at first accounts would be direct with Boron. But we are hoping to get to the point where as a former retailer, I know it's very nice to have the choice of ordering direct or from your favorite distributor, but we're getting there. Where would they go to learn more about the Arnicare products and to look into purchasing? Well, I'll give you my contact information, Rochelle, and then also our website. But anybody is, please feel free to call me on my phone. I'll give you my cell phone here so that everybody has it. It's 503-961-2250. It's an Oregon number, 503-961-2250. And my email address is my name, shane.mckamey at boron.com. Should I spell that out? Or we have Yes. <laughs> All right. Shane is S-H-A-N-E dot McCamey, M-C-C-A 
M-E-Y at B-O-I-R-O-N dot com. Perfect. And reach out with any of your questions. If you're interested, I'd be happy to answer and field all your questions. The website, just to learn more about the company, Boron USA in particular, is boronusa.com. And we'll put that in the show notes too for our listeners. So I love that you have the retailer locator on the website too. That's huge. So it's certainly a benefit once it's there. Yes. It's a small benefit to be honest with you, but it's definitely a plus. Shane, what else am I missing? Any new products in the pipeline? Anything else that I forgot to ask you about while we have you here? Yes, thank you. It is something of a new product and it actually worthy of mention because we do have cyclists who already know about it. It's an Arnicare leg cramp formula. It's a larger tablet that is meant not just for pain and swelling, but also for cramping. It's a formula that was originally formulated for elite athletes in Europe, World Cup soccer players, cyclists. But here in the United States, its name is Arnicare leg cramps. We should have it in full stock in the next month to two. But we had some samples at both at Sea Otter in April and Bentonville last week, the Bentonville Bike Fest in Arkansas last week. And it has a real following. It's obviously one of those things that when you're a bicyclist and if you're a ways out and you cramp up, there's nothing like having a little something that puts you back on the bike safely. Oh, I love that. Yeah, leg cramps can be like the death of you. <laughs> They're awful when you get them too. <laughs> it's so exciting to learn that you're at Sea Otter, you're at the Bentonville Fest. Our listeners, you might not have heard of Boron, but I'm telling you, this is like the next best thing you don't know about. So Shane, I know that you're such a busy man and you keep a really busy schedule, but you make the time to come to the MBDA Monday Mingles and you make the time to come to the Rep Talks and you made time for us today. Thank you so much for continuing to give so much of yourself to Rochelle and I. And we call you up. You're like, can you do this? You're like, all right, I got it. I know you believe strongly in what you're doing and I really appreciate that it shows. Well, thank you very much for all that you've done to get us to this point. And if you need anything else, just holler. We're here. We're here for the duration. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Rochelle and I are super appreciative and we'll see you soon. And listeners, I think with this we go. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Bicycle Retail Radio. This podcast is designed specifically for the bicycle industry, dedicated to strengthening our retailers and cycling community. The NBDA NOSH is one of the many episodes that we produced. In the past, special guests shared deep their past and forward vision, and lots of great guests planned in the coming weeks. If this is your first episode, we urge you to take time and listen to our past episodes. In the podcast, you will find relatable insight and a deeper dive into the heart of the bicycle industry. The show is made possible through advertisements from our sponsors. Please consider supporting them. You can learn more about advertisements or make a donation to the show online at nbda.com. The easiest way to support the show is to first subscribe to the show, then share your favorite episode with friends and online. You can go one step further and leave a review. It helps members of our industry find our podcast. Special thanks to NBDA Development Director Rochelle Scouten for the editing and promotional graphics. Special thanks to today's guests and past episode guests, to NBDA members and cyclists worldwide. We appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. See you back here soon. And with this, we go. Peace. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us at nbda.com. <laughs>